Do it. Do it now. Who is waiting on your voice? You have a message people need to hear. Stop putting it off and do it. Do it now. The And Believe Podcast Network is here to advance your vision. Let's start your podcast today. All right, good, good, good. It's working good. Hey, y'all, how you doing? Today is Tuesday. Not, not Tuesday. Help me today, Lord God. <laughs> today is Wednesday. So you already know it is time for Return to the Lord. I'm your host here. I'm the senior leader here of Unbelieve.tv. It's my pleasure. It's my privilege and honor to be able to come to you to be able to break bread with you, discuss some things. We only have two goals here. One is that you would choose Christ, and the other is that you would grow, that you would mature in the Lord. So those are two goals. We're going to hit on various things. Uh, some days we may just come up here and pray. Some days we'll have things we'll um, teach on and whatnot. But once again, I thank y'all for joining in with us today. We got something real good, y'all. Oh, man, we got something real good. So we're going to be speaking on dominion versus vengeance and witchcraft prayers. This, is, uh, this has been around for a long time. Um, it's been a, 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 an area of division and, 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 and it's been an area that, that, that should not have been found amongst uh, believers amongst believers and, and just people in general so we're gonna jump right in this all right so in the meantime while i'm pulling this up last week we got the chance to speak on uh, another area that was real good and near near and dear to my heart and that is what is my foundation prayerfully it's your foundation as well we also got to look and see how things can kind of creep into that found into your foundation, and now you got gaps and things that's not Christ that's in your foundation. And if it's how if you're not careful now, it'll become what you use to make your decisions and so many other areas in your life. When once again, it should be Christ. It should be the Word of God. It should be, you know, um, it should be Him. All right. All right. We're good here. All right. So let's jump into this, y'all. Let's get it going. All right. So now I try to keep this uh, within a certain window. So I try going over it and I try rehearsing it. And um, there is no way of me being able to cover everything in just one sitting okay if you're if you go on to the podcast the podcast that came out today that's part two that is part two um so whenever i do one of these broadcasts on my podcast anything that's gonna go over about a little over 30 minutes is gonna break it up into um into two sections okay so part two of what was uh, taught on last week, that's what came out on the podcast this uh, this Wednesday. So next Wednesday, you're going to hear this part one of this coming out. All right. So I thank y'all for understanding. I believe we covered the house real real good, real 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 good. So <laughs> let's jump in this, man. I'm I'm eager to do this. As you know, I'm gonna give you some word, man. We can't do this thing without the word. You know, um, I, I was brought up a little old school. Uh, when, when you have an apostle <laughs> that has a Bible college, man, you can't just hop on and say any and everything, okay? You got to make sure your stuff sound good. Make sure you, uh, 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 it, it sound good. It, it is 
uh, in proper context. You got your hermeneutics going. You got, <laughs> boy, you got to have everything aligned. But I thank God for it. I, man, I thank God for it because it it um it gave me the push I need and uh, to really come up and bring bring my teaching up, bring my theology up to where it needs to be. So I'm very grateful for that. So shout out to uh, my amazing church family, Lake Elsnorm, Apostles, uh, Sonia, and Jason Welsh. Shout out to y'all. All right, y'all, so let's hop in this. Let me go ahead and get this scripture up for y'all. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. There we go, ready. Now, so when we're talking about um, dominion, versus vengeance and witchcraft prayers, right? I want you to understand something, all right? I want you to understand something. In most cases, and we're going to, you will see this laid out real clearly in Scripture as well. In most cases, there's two things there. There's a lack of discipleship, and there's a lack of obedience, let me make some adjustments here so I can look at my stuff the way I want to look at it. And it's not getting on my nerves. There we go. Let's move this over. Let's move this over out the way. Just one minute here. Make my adjustments here. All right, there we go. Perfect. That's how I want to see it, right there. All right, so it's a lack of, the, uh, a lack of discipleship. And a lack of obedience. And the reason why I say this is because if there was a, a strong adherence to the word of God, regardless of the stimulus and whatever, you would see the vengeance and witchcraft prayers subside, at least within um, within church. Um and this isn't a kicking or breaking down or coming against churches or nothing like that. I'm, I'm pro-church. I'm pro the, the building. Some people will say pro-church, but really don't mean a building. I am pro-church, and I do mean an actual building. Not, not just people, not just a gathering of people, but also a building. Jesus taught in the synagogue. Paul was sent to the, uh, the, the apostles that was already there. So, again, um, the building, Christ is returning, looking for a church. And so I know a lot of people have some unique theologies and whatnot, but I still believe in this. And so, but this isn't aimed at the church. This is aimed as us, at us as believers so that we may come up, so there may be some edification and, and some edification done, some correction done, and so that we uh, can be encouraged to do things the right way. All right, we good, y'all? We good? All right. Let me turn this down so you don't hear all my alarms going off. Put this on. Do not disturb. Perfect. Yep. Perfect, perfect. All right. So like I said, it's a lack of discipleship. It's a lack of obedience. Um, if discipleship was there, if discipleship was there, man, many times, and I guess this is a good time for me to segue into that, and then we'll go into the word. So many times, the reason why I keep saying this is a lack of discipleship, and again, you'll you'll be to see it in scripture too as well, is because many times what's going on is um, that person 
they're looking for results. They're looking for results, right? But there hasn't been discipleship, really strong biblical discipleship in the areas of spiritual warfare, spiritual authority, and, and dominion. There really hasn't been a strong, or in the areas of prayer. Uh, many times there, there hasn't been real strong uh, discipleship there. And not just strong discipleship, but biblical discipleship. All right? All right? But I think I gave, oh, let me give you one more thing. So I started, um, I started, uh, there started being this trend where uh, people would reach out to me for deliverance. They would send me messages. And it was all centered around um, spiritual authority, dominion, spiritual warfare. And some stuff, it was what their leaders told them to do. Some, well, in most cases, what their leaders told them to do. In some cases, it wasn't. Um, I heard everything from... Um, Lighting candles to lighting candles and and walking through your home to get rid of you know uh, of demons and and things vexing you, um, putting uh, a person's name in a jar, speaking bad stuff, closing it up, throwing it down and breaking it, um, taking a lock and everything that's been messing with you and bothering you and harassing you, speak it. Unlock the lock, speak into the lock, lock it, and then throw it into the sea. I mean, it's just, I mean, the stuff just kept, it just kept going on and on and on. Um, uh, cut, cut the silver cord and the, destroy the golden bowl and all this stuff just kept going on and on and on and on. And I was like, huh, that's interesting because... Every time I work with a person that seemed to be kind of locked in this whole spiritual warfare thing that was going on. Um, oh, and there's one more area too. Um, that's uh, but we'll get into that a, a, another day. But um, every time I would work with somebody that was kind of locked in this in this area here, um, what I found was when we actually started doing discipleship. We started dealing with that person and the things that was allowing um, these things to assail them um, for them in those areas, it would clear up. It would go away. And so I wanted to come up here and um, and talk and, and give, give a little teaching here to help out. Um, I'm not going to be able to get as far into this on this one uh, brief moment with y'all, but we're going to get pretty pretty good into this so that when I come back next week on the live when I come back next week on the live um, we'll be able to um, I would have laid a good enough foundation and I would have gotten to a good enough amount of teaching to where um, we can pick right back up and we can go a little deeper that sounds good y'all all right so let's start jumping to this word okay let's jump to this word all right. So now, now when you get to this, I'm, I, I want I want you to I want you to say Amen, okay? <laughs> but now for real, let's go to Zechariah three and seven. Zechariah three and seven. I think that's showing up real good. Let me know if y'all can see that. Let me know if y'all can see that real good. Let me 
pulled up on my phone here to make sure it's not looking all weird and clunky. I'll take a little bit of time here. I know last time it didn't show up quite clear as I wanted it to. Alright, yeah, I can see that real clear, man. That's good. Ooh, God is good, ain't it? Hallelujah. Alright, so as I said, man. Oh, oh, let me get this. Um, we did, let me see, we did what? We did KJV last time. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll just leave it there on the NLT. That's fine. My translation may read a little different than yours, but let's hop into this. Let's look at this, okay? Alright, so Zechariah 3 and 7. Alright, Zechariah 3 and 7. And this is going to help us build into why I say it's a lack of obedience. Okay? Let's look at this. Look at this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, if you will walk in my ways and keep my requirements, then you shall rule my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you the right of access among those who are standing here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pause, pause, pause. But I didn't hear the word obedience. Look, man, if if you get so wrapped up into this literalism thing, the text will literally lay out <laughs> what it is you're looking for. But you'll be like the 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 the, 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 uh, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you're blinders, man. You, you got them scales on your eyes. You can't see it. It's laying out some good, good obedience here. Some some good surrenderance to the Lord. Okay, so in this text, the act of, of obedience is displayed. Okay, you might not uh, catch it if you're if you're looking for literalism, but the act of it is displayed here, and an, an adherence to what God has put forth here, and it's encouraging you to abide in this, to do this. That's you now what I also like about this is it also give the the re, the reward of obedience here. Is also given, okay. And right here, first scripture, you already begin to see where there's some authority being given, there's some dominion being given. The only thing you're doing is obeying, okay. So this is why I say it, it starts to come back to a lack of obedience, okay. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm building, I'm building, I'm building here. Let me build a little more. Let's go to James four and eight. <clears throat> James 4 and 8. <clears throat> let's go to James 4 and 8. Alright, y'all ready? Now let's look at this. Let's look at this. James 4 and 8. Look at this. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands sinners and purify your hearts double-mindedness all right we're encouraged to draw near to god right that's what the text is saying here we're encouraged to draw near to god but so many times we're refusing to draw near or we're refusing to abide near okay because if i was to parallel this with the scripture in john it says those that have been cut off those are the ones that what that wither <laughs> is getting good I know let's keep looking at this sometimes we will find ourselves in areas where, where we refuse 
to do what it takes to steward his presence. God's wanting you to draw near to him. God's wanting you to spend some more time with him. He's wanting you to fast. He's wanting you to seek his face. He's wanting you to get, get in that word. There's certain things he's wanting you to do, but you're refusing to, you're refusing to do it. Okay? Lack of obedience. Let's, let's, let's keep going here. We are encouraged to cleanse different parts, different parts of us. And when I read this, you know, it made me ask this question, man. You know, uh, huh. What would make our hands unclean? And what would make our hearts unpure? What would make our hands unclean? And what would make our heart our hearts unpure? And why would this all be put together in the area of drawing near to God? Could it be that an exchange is being revealed here in this text? Let's keep going. Then it then it points out double-mindedness. And so many times um, in this walk, I think we've all have met people that have, they would profess Christ, but they're not actively following him. The word says, don't do this, but they find benefits for doing what the word says not to do, okay? So that's gonna be in the area of double-mindedness. And we thank, uh, uh, shout out to once again, Apostle uh, Jason Wells, Apostle Sonia Wells, because they point out a great, a great, great area to help us to, um, to, to, to come out of so we can grow. And that is also carnality, carnality. Now I'm building into it, you know, like the old folks say, just, just work with me here, I'm building into it, okay? Let's look at uh, James four and six. Let's go to James four and six. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna chop it up a little more as we get into this, okay? And again, I'm, this is where why I'm saying it's a lack of obedience, a lack of obedience. Let's look at this. Uh, but he gives greater grace because of this. It says God sets Himself against proud ones, but He gives grace to humble ones. So many times, okay. If God is set against the proud, if applying the word would naturally put you in a place of you humbling yourself, right? It naturally puts you in a place of the, the passage above, draw, drawing near to God, naturally puts you in that place where you're, 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 you're just there. But refusing to do so, refusing to do so, you'll start going into pride, you'll start going in, in, into several different areas. And so once again, you'll find yourself in this area of, of, man, I got all this spiritual warfare stuff going on. And you'll, you'll find yourself in this area of praying vengeance prayers, praying uh, witchcraft prayers, because you, you're, you're, you're not letting God give you that, that dominion that, or, or that, that authority that's needed. Why? Lack of obedience, okay? Like what I could I could really push these scriptures to really go a lot deeper, but I believe that that's really enough to, to help you to see uh, my first point of a lack of obedience. Okay, let's keep going here. The other part, the other part I said was uh, it's a lack of discipleship. Let's look at Matthew. Uh, let's put it right. Twenty-eight. 
from 18 to 20. Let's look at this. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given. No, this is going into why it's a lack of discipleship. All right? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The 21st says, teaching them to observe all things whosoever I have commanded you. Uh, yeah, whatsoever I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So, all power in heaven and earth is given unto you. Jesus. Right? In heaven, once again, we keep seeing these areas where... God having every, uh, Jesus Christ having everything at his disposal, right? Having everything at his disposal. And he chose to do things in a very specific way. Everything at his disposal, he prays. Everything at his disposal, he goes and fasts. But anyway, that's how Jesus did it. But let's look at this some more. Okay, let's keep going. Now, him having all power, he instructs us to teach and make disciples teach and make disciples this is part of the reason that's going into why i believe the issue goes back to discipleship the issue of discipleship is not enough discipleship if there was more discipleship i, I guarantee you these vengeance and uh war, warfare prayers people wouldn't pray them they wouldn't pray them okay even because what's happening is they're finding areas of justification so they will find once one scripture isolated in a particular text and they will say oh I can pray this I can do this because this see how this is written but if you take the theology that they have and work it from cover to cover in the Bible you will see where that's not okay it's not okay so that's why I say the issue of discipleship okay the issue of discipleship okay him having all power, what he says, he is with us. But those that are doing those warfare and vengeance prayers, they like to exclude him from the prayer. And I'm, talking, I'm not talking about, this, oh, they're going to say in Jesus' name, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. But they will begin to exclude him from the prayer. And again, I'm building into what, what we're about to go into. Don't worry, don't worry, I'm here. But let's look at um, Hosea 4 and 6. Let's go here. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. All right, all right. Again, my translation may show up a little weird, but um, oh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, prophet. All right, all right. Let's look at this. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's one. Because you have rejected knowledge. That's two. I reject you from being a priest to me. It's three. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, four, I also will forget your children. That's five. Good God. Ooh. That's five areas right there. 
five areas right there. Five areas right there. If there was discipleship, that's five areas people could avoid being in. And that's also five areas. When people find themselves in these areas, they'll find themselves praying vengeance and vengeance and um, and, and, uh, and uh, witchcraft prayers. They'll find themselves praying vengeance and witchcraft prayers. Not to be confused with warfare, but vengeance and witchcraft. Okay, I want to make sure I say that real clear. <laughs> vengeance and witchcraft, okay? Vengeance and witchcraft, all right? <laughs> Uh, vengeance and witchcraft prayers okay so without discipleship people they end up perishing why because there, there's an as the knowledge is being put forth there's nobody to make sure that they're they're, they're gaining an understanding the great thing about discipleship is it's going to help you to get that understanding it's going to help you to retain that knowledge it's going to help you to apply that knowledge I understand that everybody loves to say Holy Spirit is the best teacher, but in scripture, what I keep seeing is that Jesus was the one that everybody kept calling a rabbi. And Jesus, you know, read letters, said that the Holy Spirit will remind you of what Jesus said. Man, that's some good stuff. Here in the text, it says that people perish because they also reject knowledge. I remember, I've, well, let me, let me, um, so people will sometimes perish because they they would reject knowledge, okay? Hmm. There were what is that? Um, I already used the example of the Sadducees and the Pharisees, where they would, even though Christ was there, they 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 just could not see him. Another way I've seen it as well is where people would, even though they they knew what you were saying was right, they knew it was getting results. They just didn't want to do it that way or for whatever reason, and they would they would reject it. You see this in scripture when um they go to the prophet Samuel. They're saying, hey, man, this guy's killing us. He's killing us. He says, stay here. I'm going to go and seek the Lord. He, he stays there. He, he uh, seeks the Lord for 10 days. He comes back with the word from the Lord. Now, they had just said that them and all their wives would, would, would do whatever he say. He tells them what to do to stay here in, in this land, which would have put them abiding there with, with the prophet. And they say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go serve the queen of heaven. Reject the knowledge. But let's keep going. I don't want to labor too long. We're still building here. They forget the law of God. So, mm. they forget the law of God. But once again, with discipleship, we're instructed to teach them the things that God has required us to do. Some translation would say, uh, instructing them to do what God has commanded, and some children will say, instruct them to, to keep God's required to keep the requirement that Jesus has put, uh, put, put forth for us to do. Now, in this area, this is going to have a person begin to go into lawlessness. 
lawlessness. So now if a person begin to go into the area of lawlessness, it's gonna have it where a person they're gonna no longer um, care that God is against that. Uh oh. They're gonna uh, they're gonna no longer allow the Lord to minister to them in those areas. They're just simply gonna find justification. Why? They're forgetting God's laws. So if they're forgetting God's laws, what's happening? They're practicing lawlessness. Lawlessness. All right? Let's look at one, one more. Let's look at one more, and then we're going to start uh, going a little bit further. just want to make sure I'm, as I'm teaching, as I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm putting forth good scripture, good context, proper context, and it's easy to understand. All right, let's look at this. Romans 10. All right, it's still showing up good. Look at Romans 10, uh, 13 and 14. Okay, y'all ready? Let's look at this. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 14. But how... But how... Oh yeah. Okay, but how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? So again, we're building this up. I pointed out two areas for you. A lack of obedience and a lack of discipleship. Okay, so again, if you remove folks that's going to disciple you, it says right here in the text, they won't know who to call on. Uh, who to believe in. They won't have people speaking or teaching on him, so they're not going to hear of him. Okay, now don't get me wrong, in text, God will definitely reveal himself. God would definitely, definitely uh, reveal himself. And in him revealing himself to a person, what ends up happening? <laughs> that person would end up, by default, discipling or leading others. So, no matter how you put it, it still goes back to a discipleship thing. Okay? So, to help us out with this, so to help us out with this, um, to kind of drive it home, so if uh, healing is needed, but because of lack of discipleship, we're moving in deliverance or vice versa. Uh, God wants that person to choose him, but instead our release is something completely different. Okay, and, and that was something I had, I had to grow in. Because I remember there, there were times I, um, at, during altar call, I would feel uh, the anointing of God come upon me. And, but I learned to wait for God's counsel because just because I put the most of God come upon me to, to move in that, I would wait for God's counsel. And then when I learned, man, when I learned to wait for God's counsel, oh my gosh. But so I'm not giving um, experience, but so that I'm not giving um, just experience, um, I prefer to, I prefer you to be connected to what is eternal here. You see where. Um, even Christ himself even Christ himself he did he did not have um, a necessary knee-jerk response 
whenever he engaged, he was um, so so well in tune with God that sometimes he wrote, sometimes he prayed, sometimes he fasted. He was so well in tune with God that when the disciples came back to him and they were like, hey, uh, uh, we couldn't get this to work, or hey, this thing did work, he was able to correct them and bring them into what they needed. They came to him, they was like, hey, when are you gonna um, redeem Israel? And But what was on his agenda was, hey, man, you, need, you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. So can you imagine what would have happened if they didn't have the discipleship they needed? And we, we, we've been a mess. <laughs> we've been a mess. So, and, that, and that, that's just two areas. Um, there's several more we could go into, several more we can go into. But again, do it. Do it now. Who is waiting on your voice? You have a message people need to hear. Stop putting it off and do it. Do it now. The And Believe Podcast Network is here to advance your vision. Let's start your podcast today.